0: You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode.
1: Welcome to the first in a new series of videos brought to you by The Gospel Online. This series of 10 videos firstly looks at what the Bible is, before answering some of the commonly asked questions around whether or not we can trust its message. My name is Paul, and in this video, I'm gonna give you a short introduction to this book, the Bible. Now, the word Bible actually does come from the Greek word byblos, which literally means book. This is a book, the book. This book is actually a collection of 66 small books written over a period of between 1500 and 2000 years which means that the oldest of these books is now up to 4,000 years old. Now over the years since the Bible, the book was compiled, um, billions of copies have been sold in thousands of languages and dialects across the world. And yet despite this, the Bible has been shown to have survived with very few changes. If you're interested in that, um, have a look for the Dead Sea Scrolls on your favorite internet search engine. Now this collection of books, this Bible, is split into two halves, into two testaments. Now the word testament simply means a proof or a covenant. The first testament, uh, the first part of this Bible is comprised of 39 books. It's called the Old Testament and it describes God's relationship with the nation of Israel. The second testament is comprised of 27 books and is called the New Testament and it describes the life and purpose of a man called Jesus, who's God's son. Now, many different authors actually contributed to the recording of the Bible. There were at least 36 different people involved across a huge period of time, I've already said, between 1,500 and 2,000 years, uh, with each of those people having a unique cultural background. Different languages were involved too. The Old Testament, the first part, was written in Hebrew while the New Testament was written in Greek. Now, many of the people that actually wrote the Bible weren't professional writers by trade. You you had shepherds, you had tax collectors, you had cup bearers to the king, you had fishermen, you had princes, you had doctors, you had kings, you had tent makers, all sorts of different people. And yet incredibly, the Bible as a whole presents an intricately woven quilt of consistent narrative. What I mean by that is it makes sense altogether. In a short letter in the New Testament written by a man called Paul, he was that tent maker, to a man called Timothy, the Bible claims, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, hold on. Surely that's a meaningless thing to say. How can we justify believing that a book is inspired by God? That means that God helped the writers in what they were writing, he, he guided them. How can we make that claim and then provide evidence from the book itself to back up that claim? That doesn't seem to make much sense. The fourth video in this series is actually going to be called Why Believe the Bible is True and that'll go into this in more depth. So please take a moment to subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications so you don't miss that video when it comes out. The key point that I'm trying to make here is that while the books of the Bible were physically written down by many different people, the book has a cohesive message because it has one author and that is God. Helpfully, the book, the Bible, is arranged like a library with similar themes grouped together it starts with five books some people call these the Pentateuch which detail how the world came to be why God chose the nation of Israel the law that he gave to the nation of Israel and how they got to grips with that law while they took 40 years to complete a, a two-week journey to Egypt um, from Egypt to this promised land the law is Really, quite interesting. Um, it has many very prescriptive rules, which have since been found to have very practical underpinnings, although these may not have been appreciated or understood at the time. Um, see Leviticus chapters 11 through to 15, um, where you can see guidance on hygiene and infectious disease control. It, the law also has elements of moral law, which underpin the laws of most societies today. Things like don't murder and don't steal. The story of the first five books of the Bible is, is showing the failure of Israel in keeping this law, and therefore breaking their half of the covenant with God, and that's a key theme of the Old Testament, it is actually one of the main reasons that there is an Old Testament and a New Testament. So after these first five books, there then follows 12 history books from Joshua, Through to Esther, really good interesting books to read, and these tell the stories of Israel's battles in trying to take the land that God had promised them. It documents both the successes and the failures of the nation, including details of their captivity at the hands of other nations. After the history section comes the poetry section. Psalms is a very big collection of poems, um, many of which were designed to be accompanied by music, so there were songs It's like a hymn book inside the Bible. Ecclesiastes, another one of these um, poetry books, is a philosophical book. Um, It considers the meaning of life. There's another poetry book called The Song of Solomon, and that's a, a soppy and often graphic play script all about love. After the poetry section comes the prophecy section. This is quite a big section, 17 books that look at um, short and long-term prophecy um, of the future of the nation of Israel and of God's plan for the world. While some of these prophecies were extremely specific, um, if you want an example of a very specific prophecy, go to Isaiah chapters 44 and 45 some of those prophecies were also more general and had both short and long-term fulfillments. That meant that at any point in history, Bible readers could refer to prophecies that had already come true and then infer that prophecies yet to be fulfilled would also come true. Again, there's going to be more on this in a later video in this series. An underlying theme though about all these prophecies is all about a saviour, a messiah, who was to bring salvation to the Israelites. And that's the Old Testament. Um, It's made up of those different sections. And nearly 400 years passes between the end of the Old Testament and the start of the New Testament. And then you have the New Testament, which begins with gospel. Gospel means good news. The New Testament begins with good news, which describes the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of this Messiah that was prophesied back in the prophecy section of the Old Testament. His name was Jesus Christ. Four whole books of the Bible, 66 books in the Bible, four of them are dedicated to this topic from the perspective of four different people. There are a lot of overlaps between them, but each book actually puts a different emphasis on the teaching of Jesus by the narrative that it builds. When you consider that 400 years passed without any inspired books being written, it just underlines the importance of the gospel narrative that less than 35 years of time, Jesus' lifetime, four books were written specifically about that with a very large focus on three years in particular in that period of time. And that story, that narrative is covered in four different ways by four very different people. Um, So it just goes to show that while that passage that we read earlier from Timothy talks about all scripture being inspired by God, it still uses the language and the styles and the understanding of the people that write it. So we have four gospels written by four people telling the same story, all inspired by God, but all slightly different. So inspiration also relies on um, on the writer themselves. Now, the rest of the New Testament after these four Gospels is essentially a description of what happened next. Acts comes directly after the Gospels, and that shows a historical record of the preaching in the first century after Jesus ascended to heaven. A number of letters follow um, that are known to have been written by a man called Paul to various people and to various different churches. Paul is often described as one of the apostles, which just means that he was a prominent teacher and a prominent follower of Jesus. After these letters from Paul, <coughs> there are a number of letters from various other people to on various different subjects. But all of these letters, or epistles as they're sometimes called, they all build on the narrative of Jesus' teachings which are laid out in the gospels. And they all use Old Testament scripture to explain the the required lifestyle and the mindset of a follower of Jesus Christ. The New Testament ends with a book called Revelation, um, which is a prophetic book. It was literally a prophetic message revealed to a man called John by an angel of God on behalf of Jesus Christ himself. It's a very important book and this book ties together lots of imagery that's used throughout the scriptures throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament to describe the events leading up to the return of Jesus Christ to this earth which is an event that we hope will happen very soon. Revelation can sometimes be a bit difficult to wrap your head around but it's a very important part of the Bible um, it's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to take time to study. So there's a lot to take in there. The Bible, this collection of 66 books, this library that we've got here has a lot of different stuff in it. And it can be difficult to know where to start when you want to read your Bible. You might want to start at the beginning. Um, The first book of the Bible is called Genesis and it starts with the the beginning of the entire world, the beginning of creation. You might wanna start there. And you might wanna work your way through one book at a time. Or maybe you'd quite like to dip into books at random, just open the Bible and see where it takes you. That's okay too. Or maybe you'd want to follow a structured reading plan. There's a link in the description of this video um, to a reading plan that is used by Christadelphians worldwide that i found really, really helpful. I've read this, this book, this Bible, cover to cover, more than 10 times. And every single time I pick it up, I learn something new it gives a message of hope. Hope that there is a God who created the world, made clear his expectations of his people, provided a way for us to be saved through Jesus, and is waiting to send Jesus back to this earth, to set up a permanent kingdom forevermore in which we can have eternal life if we choose to follow God now. So now that I've given you an introduction to the Bible to whet your appetite, Why don't you pick up a Bible today and see for yourself what God has to say? Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org.